You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio, episode 212, I think. It doesn't matter. Uh, I am Jimmy Kemsky from phillyvoice.com. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowton of bleedinggreennation.com. Busy Tuesday for the both of us, uh, tracking uh, Eagles cuts, and then, of course, the Eagles uh, finalizing their initial 53-man roster at a trade along the way. Good times were had by all. Wednesday rolls around, thinking the Eagles are going to have some new players off of waivers, and then they don't do anything. But uh, anyway, uh, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Jimmy, the 53-man rosters are in. We have a bunch to talk about. Um, someone had mentioned, by the way, one of our listeners, shout out to the, who this is, I can't remember, that you should say the who cares part after you introduce me. It'd be a nice little burn. Oh, you yeah. just throw in there. I was going to do episode. that, and then I forgot. Yeah, well, I kind of just burned myself, so there we go. Um <laughs> Jimmy, before we get into the podcast, two things. Number one, BGN Radio, obviously brought to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use discount code BGN15 for 15% off. Also, go to WildNaturePet.com. Use the same discount code for 15% off dog treats, BGN15. Jimmy, we have a five-star rating and review. And as we've talked about, legally obligated to answer any kind of questions that are in there. Uh, This comes from... Man Thai Teo, so good name. Uh, Big Flex is the title of the review. It's five stars. Greatest podcast ever. Greatest two humans to have mm, ever walked this you. earth. Hard mm. to disagree. Um, mm. A lot of pressure, but, you know, some are saying. Legally required question to be answered. Peck, nest, migrate. Okay. That is that's, the, a bird, that's a birds with friends yes. uh, thing. So that's okay. But it's also, so, are, so is the category because it's Bo, Sheil, and Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rough. Oh man. Well, I'm gonna migrate Bo because he just won the yeah. Eagles Media fifty three man roster competition for the third straight year. So let's just get him out of the way because that's annoying me now. Uh I'm gonna peck Shield. Wow. Because he already left us once. So I we already you know, yeah. know what it's like to have experienced Shield and then lost him. Uh, we we loved him and lost him, and now we can love him again. And uh, I'll nest Zach, who um, uh, is of course our Eagles media representative for the team. Like he's sort of the go between between uh, the Eagles PR. Go between is the wrong way to put it, but he knows Liaison. all the. He knows every rule there is about media, like what we're allowed to cover, what uh, like what we're entitled to in terms of um, player access, practice access, that kind of stuff. So he is actually very valuable to uh, the way that I'm able to do my job uh, and, and everybody else in Eagles Media. So yeah, that's that's how I would that's how I would order those. That's a tough question. That's a very mean question to ask me on the spot. I didn't, I was not prepared with my, I did not know that question was coming. So like, uh, yeah, but that's how I feel. I feel good about my answer. I think you did good, Jimmy. Uh, I'm going to say my great bow as well. I think he can handle it. He he won't be offended. (laughs) Um, I think he knows. Uh, I'm actually going to nest Shield because Shield is the first person I ever met on the Eagles beat, besides you, who I kind of knew a little bit. But like, Shield is the first person I ever was introduced to. And I kind of just, I always think about that still. Like, I was like in awe. I was like, oh my God, it's Shield. He's just like standing right in front of me. This is crazy. So all those years ago, and obviously Shield is the goat, um, with all due respect to everyone else, but it's, it's Shield. Come on. Uh, so, and then I, I'll peck Zach. Uh, like, 
I feel like I don't talk to Zach as much. I feel like we should fix that. But uh, alas, uh, we can when we see each other, apparently, uh, once a year. That is the standard, I think, for, for Peck in this situation, which is MFK for those people who don't know what is going on right now. This very long segment. Jimmy, we have too much to get into <laughs> uh, to, to go any further with this. So why don't we just start with a – here's how we're going to do it. We're going to go through the entire Eagles 53-man roster, reading off who made the team, which you already know if you've seen this, but we're going to recap that and then give our thoughts on that position that, that might go beyond those players. Right. Uh, so starting with quarterback, including the three guys that Eagles kept, which is Jalen Hurts, who Nick Sirianni finally confirmed as the starter, Joe Flacco, and Gardner Minshew, who the Eagles traded for. What are your thoughts? Anything worth bringing up, Jimmy, on the quarterback position? Well, the Eagles finally named finally. Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback. Don't you love which... how Nick Sirianni was like, why? Like, uh, yeah, he was the starter. <laughs> like, he was getting on the first yeah, team he's reps. Yeah, getting every he's getting every first team rep for the entirety of camp. I okay, then we, why we didn't you just say he was the starter? I guess we could have. You. You know, I guess you guys could have just determined that he was the starter all along, right? And I was like, well, no, because we asked you like every few days if he was the starter or not, and you just refused to answer anyway. Uh, he finally named him the starter. Uh, we talked to Gardner Minshew actually today. We, he had his introductory press conference with Eagles media. He made a, he made a funny joke. He said the thing that he learned about Eagles fans is that they're kind. You, oh, you, Gardner, you scamp, you. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he acknowledged that Are he's you saying coming that's here. Not true? To be, <laughs> he's coming here to initially be, he didn't, he didn't use these words uh, specifically, but he's going to be the number three quarterback. He acknowledges that he's got to come in and learn the offense and we'll just kind of take it where it goes. Um, it seemed like he was, like you asked him actually, mm. um, th- there was a report, I don't remember who put this report out. James but, Slater. Okay. That uh, he had actually for months been wanting to come to Philadelphia and mm. you asked him why he didn't really give you an answer. But um, when he said, "What did he say on your follow up? Like what? What? What's appealing to Philly?" I don't think. Yeah, he, he just said, "You know, having a background on Nick Sirianni, knowing some teammates, including Andre Dillard, who he actually played with at Washington State, having some familiarity there, um, and obviously the team just wanting him, like wanting to come after him. He liked yeah. all of that." Okay. Uh, so I don't have anything further on the quarterbacks. Uh, you. Yeah, my thing is that, so I saw this out there. Uh, I saw it on Reddit. I'll give credit, obviously, to r slash Eagles and Reddit. There's this thing that Howard Eskin apparently had said on Monday, I believe, or Sunday, whatever. Over the It was the 30th, whatever that was. So Monday? I don't know. Yeah, days are all blurring together. Uh, that, like, he still believes the Eagles are going to trade for Deshaun Watson. And I just saw a report right before we hopped on this podcast, Jimmy, that uh, and we can get to this in the tight end section, but that the Eagles apparently were talking with the Vikings about Dallas Goddard, uh, mm. who the Vikings, you know, they just lost Irv Smith. So, uh, and in that post from Matt Lombardo, our old friend, uh, Lombo included a note about how uh, there's a belief around the league, and that's something that I have heard as well from multiple people, that uh, like, there's there's been thought that da- and Jeff McLean had kind of like hinted at this at one yes. point like that Dallas Goddard could be included in a Deshaun Watson trade. So not to say any of that is definitely happening or definitive, but I just thought that was worth noting. Like I think I I just don't know. Am I like we saw that Deshaun Watson report? They he doesn't want to waive his no trade clause to come to Philly, and I think a lot of people are like, well, it's done now. It's officially over. There's no chance they're going to trade for him. I just. I don't think I would say that. I think there's still more than a 0% chance. I don't think it's necessarily likely. I don't know. But I wouldn't say like now it's definitely over. There's 0% chance it's going to happen. It's it's over. So that's that's the only thing I had on that. That report certainly lowered the probability that it happens. Yes. Um, And the one thing I'll say for like I think Howard Eskin uh, sort of kind of crapped all over the (laughs) the reporter who put that out if I'm not mistaken, right? Like he, yes, but he like, called him, it, did he call him a bozo or something? Was that what it was? Yeah, called him? and and that was bad form from him because Aaron Wilson obviously <laughs> knows the team. Um, but I don't yeah. think that's the only reason Howard is saying. It. And I also think you have to okay. contextualize that How, Howard Eskin's a team reporter, and he's kind of like saying something not super positive about the starting quarterback in terms of like he thinks he's necessarily not going to be the starter. Like that's that's an interesting dynamic to note at the very least. Well, here's what I'll say about Aaron Wilson. So the actual article that Aaron Wilson wrote was basically from the Texans point of view and from like uh, like a 
a crap stirring perspective. Like he wasn't doing that. In fact, like the crux of the article was basically saying that uh, a Deshaun Watson trade isn't imminent. It's like, that's sort of like the opposite of like uh, an attention seeking kind of uh, article. And, um, you know, you just kind of went through the teams that, that have levels of interest. And when he got to Philadelphia, like he just noted that Deshaun Watson would be unwilling to waive his no trade clause, whereas, uh, he would be willing to waive it for the Dolphins or the Panthers. And it was like buried within that article. And of course, that's huge news for Eagles fans, but not as much so for Texans fans. And that's who he was writing it for. He was writing it from a Texans perspective. So I don't think certainly he was like making something like that up. Um, not that reporters really do that anyway, but, uh, you, you know, if, if reporters were to make something up, I don't think that's sort of the case that, I don't think, like, that wouldn't be the, the, the way they would go about it here. Well, I, I don't think he was necessarily saying he was making it up. I'm just saying, I think he, I think Eskin's point with that, that doesn't necessarily mean it's disqualifying is the ultimate thing. Okay. I mean, or at least that's clearly what he believes, but whatever. Well, that's they, not- I mean, he has to, Deshaun Watson has to be on board to get traded. He has to like for a trade to go through. Yeah, he has to waive again, that no trade clause. Does he waive his no, no trade clause if the Eagles are the again like the only team out there at the end and there's no other options, or does he want to stay? Like that's the only thing. I, and then he also had talked about too, like he still wants to. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to relitigate this whole thing. Like, that wasn't <laughs> the point. I just. I, I only brought it up just because I think there is still like a non-zero percent chance it could happen. I don't know when. Maybe down the road. Whatever. I, I think it's more likely than not it doesn't happen at this point. Or at least that's what it's looking like. But we don't know. All right. Anyway, Jimmy, we actually have some breaking news here as we're on the podcast. Naturally, the Eagles like put this out two <laughs> yeah, minutes right. after it's the a- podcast <laughs> started. Um, they have announced their practice squad. I want to read that real quick, just in case we bring up any of these names so that we kind of don't know like, oh. new names here. Um, yeah, it's, I'm going to do alphabetical order. It is Graylin Arnold, safety, uh, off to Lyman Coyote, Awasika, offensive tackle, LaRaven Clark, wide receiver Travis Fulgham, who's among the Eagles' most interesting cuts, wide receiver John Hightower, running back Jordan Howard, running back Jason Huntley, cornerback Michael Jaquette, Cornerback Craig James, defensive end Matt Leo, he's an exemption, doesn't actually count towards the 16 limit. Offensive guard Sua Opeta, your guy. Center slash guard Ross Pierce Baker. Safety Eliza Riley, linebacker Jacoby Stevens, and then defensive tackle Raquan Williams. So the name I, I don't guess see the question in there. here is who are they missing there? Because the guys who are missing there theoretically will be joining the 53 man roster when. So we're just to let you guys know, we're recording this at 3.30 p.m. on Wednesday. And at 4 or slightly after 4, the Eagles are almost certainly going to put Tyree Jackson uh, on IR and probably also Davion Taylor on IR. So like two players are going to go onto the roster after those guys go on IR. So I assume one of those guys will probably be T.Y. McGill, who's on the COVID list. They just got to wait for him to come back. And then... Well, he's on the roster, so they would have to cut him. Well, he's on the roster, but he doesn't count toward a roster spot right now on the COVID Right list. now, but yeah, they would have to cut him. If you're saying if they're putting him on the practice squad, like they would have to cut well, him. Well, no, they, but he's, no, but he's not on the practice squad here, though, right? Correct. Yeah, so, so I'm saying he's yeah. on the COVID reserve, so he's he's on the roster right now. He's just not well, counting towards a roster the, spot. What I'm saying is when they clear up one of those roster spots to put one of those guys on IR, like one of those spots, I think will probably be earmarked okay. for him. Okay, yeah, on saying. the roster. Yeah, I thought you were saying yeah. the practice squad. No, so the on the are, roster, not the practice squad. Two more practice squad openings, by the way, and uh, one of those is reportedly going to uh, your guy, who we can get into later. Best one to mention here, yeah. Um, what is his name? Marvin, Marvin Wilson. Wilson from. So we'll get into him later. Florida uh, State. So that's one of those two openings. I guess he hasn't just officially signed yet, but John Clark put that out there. But okay, let's get on to running back, Jimmy. <laughs> um, Little detour, detour there. there. <laughs> running back. The Eagles only kept three, which I had them keeping three. We talked about this. It made no sense to keep Jordan Howard on the. 53. Oh, you didn't have him on. No, and, okay. and credit to Harry Roseman for not doing that because that made yeah. no sense. Um, and, and, and proven because he made it to the practice squad. Uh, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell. Yeah, good job uh, by the Eagles recognizing that there was no reason to keep Jordan Howard on the final 53-man roster, uh, and they didn't. Uh, I had him on because I just thought they were going to do it. Like They were signaling kind of all throughout camp and during the preseason games that he was going to be on the roster, and then uh, they didn't have him on. And as you just read off the list of guys on the practice squad, he was on there. So uh, they did the right thing. They can, if they need him at some point, they can call him up, but um, – that's his worth at this point in his career, in my in, in my opinion, is, is spot on the spot on the practice squad. Agree. 
And they also have Jason Huntley on there, who's obviously more of like the developmental kind of player on the practice squad as opposed to I thought to he like, might get – I thought there was a chance yeah. he might get claimed. Like he and Fulgham were the uh, the two guys that I thought might get claimed. But actually no Eagles at all uh, got claimed on waivers. Yeah. I think uh, Huntley's injury situation might have helped that the Eagles be. keep him since you yeah. know he has this rib injury and he's been dealing with that. I think you know teams don't want to necessarily take a spot on a guy who might not even be ready to play anyway. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see Huntley hopefully on the roster at some point down the road if they can. I would not like to lose him. Uh, so that's running back. That's pretty cut and dry. I think he's probably their best kick returner, by the way. Yeah, that's the thing. So so honestly, they might even they might they might have elevated him week one. Yeah. So he, obviously. If you're not familiar with the rules from last year for some reason, or you didn't know, the rules from last year carry over where there's a 53-man roster as your main base, but for game day, there is still, or for the purposes of going into game day, I should say, there's a 55-man roster, meaning you can promote or elevate two players. No, elevate is the word, not promote, because promote means like sign to the roster. You can elevate temporarily uh, two players from the practice squad to the team. And yeah, Jason Huntley could be one of those guys at some point. Yeah, and you see. don't have to expose him to waivers. So you could do yeah. that anyway, but you don't have to, well, I guess you can do that anyway, but you, you could, you don't have to expose him to waivers. Right. So you want to put him back on the practice squad after the game is over. You can do that like a couple times. I think like two times it was last year and this year, but um, yeah, so you can add him to be your kick returner. And if he does well in that role, maybe you just, you know, sign him to the team. Like he's looking really good and right. like, wow, he's adding value. So, um, so we'll keep an eye on that one down the road. Wide receiver, Jimmy. The Eagles only kept five, which is a bit of a surprise. I think I had to keep in five. I think, yeah, I did, because I have them. Not that it matters, but I had them cutting Travis Fulgham. So they only ended up with Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager, Greg Ward, J.J. Ortega, Whiteside as your number five. Did the Eagles make a mistake, Jimmy, by cutting Travis Fulgham? I don't think so. And the rest of the league kind of agreed because nobody claimed him <laughs> off yeah. a waiver. So, uh, they, uh, I mean, he didn't have a good camp. Like no. he led the Eagles in receiving last year with 500 something yards. And we've talked all, you know, I mean, it's been brought up endlessly the five game stretch that he had, uh, during the 2020 season. He was the only receiver that really did anything at all during that season it was like a rare bright spot during that season. And, um, yeah, like for him to go from that to the bench, to uh, competing for a starting job heading into camp, to not making the team at all. It's been kind of a roller coaster ride for uh, Travis Fulgham uh, over the last year or so. So, yeah, I mean, at some point, I imagine he could get called back up to the roster and maybe get into a game or something like that. But uh, I think it's on merit. Uh, he, With the way that he played this summer, he's not on the roster. He is not on the roster, Jimmy. Um, uh, yeah, he's not on the roster. He didn't play well in training camp. That's what I want to emphasize. He didn't make the team. He's not on the roster. He looked bad this summer. He didn't make the team. He's not on the roster. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, not a surprise. Travis Fulgham didn't look good, as we said, throughout the summer consistently. And... Uh, so it's not a shocker to me. I saw some people being like, well, how could you cut him? Because he has potential. I mean, I, I like he didn't earn a spot. I mean, that's as simple as that. Like he didn't earn a spot on the roster and you have him on the practice squad still, which is kind of weird because as good friend of the podcast, Noah Becker pointed out, like part of the reason you don't like Travis Wilgham is like in theory is like maybe he's not the best practicer, but like, but I don't know. But you can still have him around to elevate him in a game or if there's injuries or whatever, and, and you still like his you ability. Have 16 practice squad spots. It really and doesn't that matter. <laughs> yeah. You know. So uh, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that like he didn't have the offseason that I think everyone wanted to see him have, including the Eagles, like where he kind of put the struggles last year behind him and he like locked in and he really, you know, like just dedicated himself to getting better. And I'm not trying to question his work ethic in the sense that I know he definitely didn't try, but like the results weren't there. And that was just disappointing to see. So uh not going to be on the team, at least right now, Travis Fulgham, JJ and JJ, like not to say like, I think JJ is going to be great, but like he at least earned a spot on the team. Like it, I said before, he had a couple plays on special teams in the preseason. Do I think he's like the best special teams player in the world all of a sudden? No, but like he did contribute there. He can at least play it, you know, unlike John Hightower, like who didn't at all last year. So there's that and whatever. Like, I don't think he had an amazing camp or a preseason or anything, but he did a couple things and like, whatever, it's fine enough for now. You know what? He's like a willing blocker and he's actually a good blocker too. So I think particularly like on the kick return team as that up back guy, he could be effective there. Maybe I think it's fine. Look, you know, I am not one to, 
be shy to criticize. He's the fifth receiver. Oh, wait. We can just move on, I think. From That's okay. Day. Yeah. Tight end. Uh, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll, Tyree Jackson are the four tight ends that the Eagles kept. It's a little interesting. Just thought they might only keep three. Jack Stoll, uh, the only undrafted rookie free agent to make the team. Again, that trend of them giving the, the highest guarantee to one of those UDFAs continues to pay off or be a good sign for that player. Uh, Tyree Jackson obviously will be going to IR. Zach Ertz spoke for the first time in forever this offseason, really, since you know Nick Sirianni was hired, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, like since early in January, right after the season. So that was a little interesting. Um, what do you make a tight end? Yeah, it's actually the last time he spoke before, like he was in tears, isn't it? Like at the end yeah. of the season last year. Yep. So it's been a long time. And, um, the big takeaways from that were that, um, well, first of all, he said he had off season ankle surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, sort of like a tangible thing to, to point out. But also, like he said, that this is the most fun that he's had. Uh, coming to work in a long time. He said, uh, Philadelphia is where he wants to be. He wants to retire here. Uh, he acknowledged that there were certainly differences between the team, but they have since been mended. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, like Jeff McLean asked him, uh, about whether the team had lied to him about anything in any way. And, uh, Ertz is like, I knew it would be you, Jeff. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, like he didn't want to answer that question. So he obviously feels that the Eagles were untruthful to him in some way, uh, during the off season. He acknowledged that, um, they tried to trade him and, uh, they were close on a few different trades, but, uh, the value for the Eagles just wasn't there, which he understood. Um, what else am I missing here? He got asked about his, uh, Inside out shorts was, which was a big thing for like a day, like one of the first few days of camp. He said that we are a Reebok family, he and his wife, I guess. Uh, so they were, I guess, hiding a Nike logo or something, uh, by having that inside out. So he kind of shot that down. Uh, but anyway, he, he's, he's here and, um, to be determined if, uh, he will be traded at some point, whether that's before the start of the season, which is looking a lot more unlikely or whether he's dealt. Uh, at the trade deadline, and I know you have some thoughts on that. Yeah, I think I mentioned this last pod, but basically, you know, I think my guess last year theory is the Eagles said to Zach Ertz, like, hey, we can only trade you if your value is good enough. Obviously, you know that by now. We're not going to trade you at a low value. So come in, play well, produce well, be a good teammate. And then if we're bad by the deadline, then we'll sell you off to someone and we'll get a good return and you'll get to play where you want and you'll potentially get a contract extension with that team or whatever. Or like we're really good and you'll want to stay because things are going good and you're having success. So I think that's like a feasible uh, situation. Uh, of course, maybe it isn't Zach Ertz getting traded and it is Dallas Goddard. This I kind of alluded to earlier. That was interesting that, again, the Eagles reportedly had talks with the Vikings about that. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Vikings have since, I guess not since, but they already yes. did this, but they traded for Chris Herndon, Chris Herndon uh, from the Jets. I think it was Herndon and uh, and a six. Doesn't matter. Uh, went to the Vikings. The Vikings gave back a four. So it wasn't like a, he went for like this big deal and you yeah. know, they're just done looking for players at the tight end position. So I don't think that's over necessarily yet. Okay. So we'll keep an eye on that still. But uh, yeah, I think it'd be this- weird to trade for two different tight ends though. <laughs> it would be. Um, unless you just really love 12 personnel, baby, or <laughs> right. 13, whatever. Speaking uh, of which, like keeping four tight ends is a lot. It's and a lot. Tyree Jackson, when he got hurt, it was, uh, which was two weeks ago, it was an eight to 10 uh, week time frame for recovery. So let me do that math real quick. It's uh, like eight October. Uh, so it was eight to 10. So now it's six to eight uh, <laughs> that he'll be back from this point forward. Uh, so yeah, it'll be around like week five to week seven or eight or something like that. So, uh, yeah, they kept four tight ends. And then also Dick Rod is just kind of like he got cut, but he's just kind of there too. We'll see if somebody else picks him up or something like that, but, Probably not. um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of flush with tight ends right now. They could resign, uh, Dick Rod after week one to make sure they don't guarantee his salary for the entire season if they wanted to move on from him down mm-hmm. the road or, could easily just bring him back if you did trade one of their either Ertz or Goddard or whoever, just be a logical uh, guy to bring back if you wanted that extra depth. So another position to keep an eye on. Then we have the offensive line here. I'm going to break it down by offensive tackle. Well, should we Malata. take a break first or well, power I figured through? We, we could just power through the rest okay. of the offense, Jimmy, because it would be too weird to me in my sequentialism, if that's a word, to 
cut to break, go to the offensive line, talk about the defense, and then cut away again. Um, so Jordan Mailata is your starting left tackle, finally officially confirmed. What a shocker. Uh, beat out Andre Dillard, who is on the roster as a backup. Lane Johnson is starting right tackle. Jack Driscoll is here. And then Brett Toth, who, again, you said it was a spicy inclusion by me in my original 53, did indeed make <laughs> the you, team. You left him off, though, didn't you? I know. In the I, latest one. And I had him on. He was so right I'll on take, the bubble I'll take for credit me. for my uh, Brett Toth knowledge. I will take credit for it for being – it's not about if you're right at the end to me. It's being about <laughs> first and then – uh just kidding but yeah so those are your tackles i think those are pretty all cut and dry like fairly obvious other than i think andre dillard i think that they kept five is a lot and that they also have laraven clark still on the practice squad is noticeable um i would like them to trade andre dillard because i think that makes sense and think they possibly could especially if they're keeping all these tackles like why Mm -hmm. do you need all these tackles if you're really keeping them all around um what are your thoughts? And Landon Dickerson coming off of uh, Pup was yeah. a, a different, a difficult one to figure out whether they're going to do that me. or not. Like I, <laughs> I thought that they were going to just leave him on there because they have so much depth anyway and save that roster spot. But um, evidently, I guess they think he's closer to playing than uh, than not. So um, it'll be interesting to see like where he is. Like he, uh, you know, hasn't practiced at all really, and. Um, It'll be interesting to see like what they entrust him with. Like if Jason Kelsey goes down, does he just get inserted in at center or do they move Isaac in there? Um, and, or Nate Herbig, who got a lot of reps at center, uh, during training camp, or do they trust Dickerson? So, uh, or is Dickerson just a guard in his first season in the league or is he just a guard initially? And then as he picks the offense up more, gets more reps and gets more comfortable with making line calls like that, is he a center? you know, possibility late in the season. Anyway, I'm going a little too deep here on something that a lot of people probably don't care about, but uh, uh, it was interesting anyway, that they did bring him back instead of sort of sidelining him for the first six weeks of the season. We're jumping the gun to me. So I didn't even get to the center, but yeah, Jason Kelsey and Landon Dickerson, I have down as centers and then offensive guard, Brandon Brooks, Isaac Sumalo and Nate Herbig. Mm hmm. Those are so it's ten total, and then again, I think four on the practice squad. So it's fourteen. That's a lot. It's a lot of offensive linemen, and, and and they're worth keeping. I think obviously, it's, I'm not saying they shouldn't, but like I just feel like you think you would think there might be another trade possibly in the works at some point there, just because there's there's so many. It's like you don't necessarily need all of those guys. Uh, and they traded Matt Pryor. I can't believe uh, that's a huge <laughs> win. Honestly, I take back every criticism I've ever had of how your husband that is a win as a steal. Yeah. I, that's insane to me. Like that you got any <laughs> positive value for, and I, I don't mean to be mean to Matt Pryor, but like he wasn't good, and he's no. on the last year of his rookie deal. And you got like I know they didn't get much because you just traded a seventh, or you you traded a seventh and Matt Pryor for a sixth um, back from the Colts. Which, by the way, the Eagles gave up a sixth of their own to get Gardner Minshew recently. Uh, it's just it's a, it's like an, such an obvious win. Like and you had too many offensive. Line. He wasn't going to make the team. He wasn't going to make the roster. Like it's it, to get anything for him is a good job by Howie. Yeah, there was a report that said uh, something to the effect of like, I think it was Albert Breer maybe that said the Eagles uh, yes. were taking offers on offensive linemen and linebackers. And I wrote something. I had just a you know a short list of the offensive linemen that could be available, and I wasn't even going to include Matt Pryor on it because like I just didn't think there was any way that anyone would trade for him. But I did. I had him on there, and it basically just said something to the effect of like, yeah, okay, if somebody if somebody's interested in in him for some reason, then yeah, of course the Eagles would trade him for pretty much anything, and that's what happened. So uh, Colts are in a that's just you know another sign that the Colts are like not in good shape right now heading into this regular season. No, definitely not. Um, we'll take a break here, Jimmy, but not before I tell you about Right to Sell and Craft Jerky. You go to righttosellin.com, discount code BGN15 for 15% off your favorite snacks that you could possibly eat in your entire life. So go do that. And I guess also plug Kristen Roach of Roach yeah. Leaders. All right. Roach Let's Leaders. do this song. Com. Yeah. Okay. Kristen Roach of Roach Real Tours, Roach Real Tours, Roach Real Tours. Kristen Roach of Roach Real Tours. She's the greatest. 856 
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on BGN Radio. Jimmy, let's get to the defense. Let's work through this since we're going long. Defensive end, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Josh Wett, Ryan Kerrigan, and Teron Jackson, indeed, uh, who I, I don't think you had on, and I did. So once again, I am right. <laughs> what and, was your final score, by the way? Uh, not important. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> but uh, I'm just going to point out every time I was right and you were wrong to make myself look better. And uh, But I, I did think he should – like I think you know how Nick Sirianni talked about – and you good job by you asking him the question of like the players that played well in a final preseason game to kind of mm-hmm. solidify their spot in the team. I think you could argue he was in that mix for the Eagles yeah, this year. him and JJ. I, yeah. So uh, – and I, I think he looks good. And obviously, edge rusher is a premium position too. So if you're going to go a little heavier, why not at that spot? So that all makes sense to me. The only question I have again at this position is more about the roster construction as it is the playing time. Like, how is this split going to be exactly specifically between Sweat and Barnett, who are both in contract years? But also, I want to see, you know, like how often is Ryan Kerrigan uh, getting into the mix too? Mm-hmm. I'm presuming Jackson's probably not going to play at all. And then, yeah, I was going to say, and then how much does w- Milton Williams factor in here? So that's that's the bigger question to me, not like the roster construction, but the actual like playing time once the games start. Yeah, so they have, uh, you know, d- definitively five defensive ends. And if you want to include Milton Williams, he's six. By the way, uh, somebody had asked Jonathan Gadden about the, uh, you know, Ryan Kerrigan maybe playing that Sam. Yeah, we position. talked about this last pod. Oh, we did. Okay, I yeah. wasn't sure if I had that conversation elsewhere or if it was on the pod. But, like but by you. I already, I already, st- I already started it, so uh, I may as well continue. Uh, he was asked about that, and, he, and Jonathan Gadden seemed to like indicate with the way that he answered it anyway, that uh, that, that wasn't going to happen. So no. like they're Sam linebackers or we'll get to this in a minute, but they're going to be Gennard Avery and uh, Patrick Johnson. These defensive ends are not going to play that role. Defensive tackle. We have Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Milton Williams. And honestly, I think I can't, did anyone have <laughs> Marlon Tui Pelotu making the roster? I mean, why? Like I, he was, he was terrible. He was awful. Like, you can say he got better over the course of the preseason. Okay. But like he was still really bad overall and did nothing to earn a roster spot. And I think it's entirely possible that he is not on this team for long in terms of like if they do want to open a spot that isn't just by putting uh, guys on IR. They could easily, for example, uh, activate T.Y. McGill from the COVID mm-hmm. list whenever he's eligible. And I, I do believe it was reported that he tested positive. So that's, you know, going to take some oh, okay. time. Okay, so there. he'll be out at least 10 days at a minimum. Then. Yeah, so – and that would be it back after week one. I don't know how that works, the vested veteran guarantee and everything. But in any case, I think uh, – I, to me, at least, it's probably clear that T.Y. McGill will take Marlon Tui Pelotu's roster spot at some point in the future. Maybe not. Okay. So, like, maybe they'll just keep him because Howie's wow. MO in the past has just sort of been like, you know, these guys are swimming, uh, you know, or like their heads are swimming, like, in camp, and they, it takes them a while to sort of figure things out, and they need time, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't want to lose him. So, if, uh, you, you know, anytime, you, you can't just you can't just put him on the practice squad. You got to wave him before you can get him there. So, he may just stick around. We'll see. Uh, I mean, I'm all, look, in general, this is a transition year. I'm all for keeping youth in general. I think that's, and to, to the Eagles credit, to Howie's credit specifically, I want to give Howie credit for prioritizing youth and not going with veterans in a lot of cases. Like he didn't keep Jordan Howard. That's a big deal. Not just because of the specific, like, 
exclusion of Howard, but what that represented, uh, keeping a veteran and not keeping, you know, some guys with upside instead. So I want to give him credit to be fair, but I just think there's also a case where you can see a guy isn't very good from the jump, just like the opposite is true, like with Milton Williams, where you can see a guy does show promise. And sometimes a player is just bad. And maybe you can say I'm being too harsh on Mr. T, but I didn't see anything at a camp. And I thought the preseason was really bad. If you if you care about what pro football focus has to say at all, which, you know, is up for debate. But Jimmy, he was 169th, I believe, <laughs> out of 174 defensive tackles they graded. And which like, is not nice. Like, I honestly expected him to be down there. That's why I looked at it. So I was like, he was really bad. Like, let me contextualize this with how they have other players graded. And sure enough, he was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So I don't love it. Is, is it, it's not the biggest, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, he'll be inactive on game day, I, I, I assume. But I, I don't love it. I'm just, that's all I'm saying. Uh, linebacker, seven. Eric Wilson, Alex Singleton, Davion Taylor, TJ Edwards, Jannard Avery, Sean Bradley, Patrick Johnson. As we noted, Davion Taylor will likely be heading to IR. Yep. And probably by the time you listen to this podcast, so that one's an obvious one. He'll be activated or eligible to be activated after he misses at least three games. We'll see how long that injury takes. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess like no shockers here. It's notable that Jacoby Stevens is the mm-hmm. only Eagles rookie from this year's draft class to not make the team, although he's back on the practice squad. And they did keep Sean Bradley. He was kind of on the bubble. Patrick Johnson was kind of on the bubble. Jannard Avery has made the camp two years in a row, despite not looking that great and being hurt. Um, any thoughts for you on linebacker? Yeah, I mean, they went heavy at linebacker. Seven's a big number. Um, it'll be six after Taylor goes on IR, obviously, but, um, yeah, no surprises here. Like these are the seven that I had. So, um, I nailed the linebackers. Boom. Boom. Even though I did not come close to winning the whatever. Um, <laughs> I think the linebackers are actually not bad. Like it's all, it's, you know, been a, a very weak position for the Eagles in recent years. And I actually, you can kind of. You know, I don't even think you have to squint much to kind of go, okay, it's not like, I think Alex Singleton is a legit starter. I think Eric Wilson yeah. is a legit starter. Um, I mean, they're, they're not going to like make a pro bowl or an all pro team or anything like that this right. year, but I think they're like legit starters. Whereas Nate Gary played nothing like, uh, no. an NFL player at all, much less a starter, uh, last season. And, uh, beyond them, they, they didn't, you know, have, I think TJ Edwards is a nice role player for what he gives you. And then, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, like, we don't even know what it'll totally look like yet. We got glimpses of it in practice, but what that Sam linebacker position will, will be with, um, you know, Jannard Avery and, uh, Patrick Johnson sort of having that pass rush, uh, ability in their toolbox, uh, as the, it's sort of the dorky way to say it, but, uh, they have that, uh, in their skill set. Uh, so we'll see how they're deployed, uh, during actual games. Um, but yeah, I don't think there was any surprises at that position at all. Real quick, the last thing I'll say on linebacker is I thought it was interesting that Rodney McLeod, when asked to name like a breakout candidate this year, someone who mm. feels confident, named yes. Eric Wilson. Because that's not like, you know, a lot of teammates could easily just say Josh Sweat or Quez Watkins. So it was so, they're, they're good answers in terms of like probably being accurate, but like, you could like not even have to pay attention too closely and also say that um, for him to say Eric Wilson was like a very oddly specific answer. Yeah. And like, I can't see any obvious connection between them in terms new of new player the, too. Like, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, it's not like teammates. long time boys with, with uh, Rodney McLeod. Theoretically. Maybe they have the same agent for all I know. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't checked into that <laughs> right. or and they, I don't think they, you know, something went to the same college. I think, I don't think Eric Wilson went to Virginia off the top uh, of my head. You know what? I got to know where he went now. Cause I was so, just thinking about that myself. So, where did so he maybe go? He did. I don't know. But, um, so I thought that was a little interesting. Maybe it doesn't mean anything, but you know, I thought Eric Wilson had a. Solid he went to camp. Cincinnati. I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah. So they got an, another Cincinnati guy here. They love their Bearcats between Barwin, uh, Brett Kelsey, Selleck, Jason Kelsey, yeah, Selleck, yeah. Um, all right. So That's let's enough. move on to <laughs> cornerback Jimmy, where we have five. We have Darius Slay, Stephen Nelson, Steve Nelson. Sorry, Steve. Uh, I think you should go by Stevie Nelson. I think that's even cooler, Stevie okay. Nelson. But he isn't. Avante Maddox is your slot. Zach McPherson is your top backup corner on the outside, likely. And then you have Josiah Scott, who made the team, who probably should have had on the 53, considering, again, the Eagles traded a draft pick for him. But uh, And and he deserved to make it, so good for him. I was kicking myself on that one, too, because he did have a good camp, a decent enough camp, and they gave up a pick for him. They gave up a pick for him. He was about what they should have expected from him or better. And then I had him not making the team, which is stupid. Like I was very I mad at myself for for not having him on, but uh, he makes it. 
the reasoning I had was because he's just a slot corner only. And but like I said, so is Strap. Yeah, more for that. Yeah, and I know that like they've kind of had like the desire to have quote unquote positionless players uh, in the defense, even under Jim Schwartz. But I think that's even more um, the case under Jonathan Gannon, and he doesn't really give you that. But um, I don't know. I guess you can kind of work around that. Like if a guy on the a couple guys on the outside go down, then in theory. I mean, we already know what it looks like and it's not pretty, but uh, Avante Maddox can play on the outside. At least he has some experience there. And then Josiah Scott can play on the inside. But um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's fine that he made the team. And uh, he's, he, when I looked at his, like his games from his rookie season, I like thought that he had some, um, some nice qualities. Like he's a, he's a tough tackler. He, uh, he's willing to stick his nose in there. I think as a, as a, uh, um, as a cover guy, like, his nickname in college was the Nat because he's just like super annoying and, and like a, like kind of a pain in the ass when he's covering you. So I think we saw that a little bit in camp. And he made some nice plays in camp. So uh, I thought it was deserved uh, that he made the, that he made the team. Uh, yeah. So then we have safety number four, Rodney McLeod number four. It's four safeties is what I meant. Rodney McLeod, Anthony Harris, Marcus Epps, and. Kayvon Wallace, a little lighter than I expected at the safety position. I had him keep five there too. Yeah, especially considering like McLeod, like Rodney McLeod was asked if he's going to play in Week One, and he gave uh, a non-answer. Right, like he didn't, he didn't confirm that he is. That doesn't necessarily mean he won't be. For context, like, players usually over yes estimate their return timetables. They think they're gonna, they typically think they're gonna come back sooner than they actually can. So we didn't like we don't know again if he's going to be playing in week one or if he is like if he's going to be a hundred percent and all that. So that's something to watch. Um, Wallace also has been banged up multiple times with his groin injury, so like that's another interesting thing to watch. Maybe that the Eagles only kept four portends well to those injuries and mm-hmm. indicates that they're going to be okay. Um, it could also be the team kind of overestimating <laughs> their returns. Right, it's also entirely possible they did keep. Elijah Riley on the practice squad, I would say he's probably a really good bet to be promoted or elevated in week one, not only because of the extra safety depth, but also because he can contribute on special teams. Yes. I also think it's entirely possible uh, Riley could get signed to the roster at some point, you know, depending on how they free up some of these roster He did last year, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Or was he just a call up? But they elevated him a couple times. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see some of that. Um and then obviously Andrew Andrew Adams is no Andrew Adams is not back no he got cut and I don't, I don't and he wasn't on yeah. the list that you read oh, off wow. earlier I thought they might bring him back on the practice squad just because of the extra depth early in the he season, would have been the first guy because you read it alphabetically and the first guy I remember yeah. was Graylin Arnold right uh, I just had to double check <laughs> that so no he's not on there so that's the defense and then special teams is cut and dry it's Jake Elliott Aaron Spots the Eagles did not bring in a new punter and then Rick Lovato um, so that's it Jimmy that's the roster. So quick note that we forgot uh, in defensive tackles, you had mentioned that John Clark reported that they were going to sign Marvin. Uh, Marvin Wilson. I don't even know who, who, who did he play for in the NFL? Like who was the team that cut him? Um, I totally forget. Uh, the Browns actually. So okay. a little Andrew Barry connection there. He was an undrafted free agent out of Florida state. And he was a former five-star recruit at a high school. And there were times during his college career that like, People thought he was going to be like a day two pick. And I'm sure you can Google uh, Marvin. Uh, I already forgot his last name. <laughs> What's that? Is it Wilson? You said? Yeah, I think it was Wilson. You can Google his name in like first round. Big and he Marv. Will, Big, Mar- Big Marv will appear in the first round of mock drafts uh, that like came out earlier. I guarantee you. Um, but he went undrafted. And it's not like he like like I guess like the end of his career at Florida State wasn't as good as the earlier parts of his career. But the thinking on him is that um, I actually asked uh, Fran Duffy about him, draft expert Fran Duffy, uh, about him, and he was like, "Yeah, he's kind of like a, this is before the Eagles signed him. He's kind of like a two gapper only, um, sort of just a big body in the in the middle of the defense. Maybe not give you more than that. But uh, yeah, the Eagles brought him aboard. Now I don't know if I was allowed to say that now that he's with the team, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, so you know, or, or anyway, reportedly with the team because the Eagles didn't yep. announce him. But um, he is a guy that at, at one point during his college career was a was a very highly thought of prospect. You know what's interesting too, Jimmy, is the Browns gave him a hundred and ninety three thousand guaranteed. Mm. Like, that's a lot to to contextualize that number. 
The Eagles only gave Jack Stoll, which is, who was their highest guarantee, 122. Okay. So, like, that's a lot more of a guarantee for a player. So, and the Eagles spend a lot of money on those guarantees too. So, I'm sure that that Browns guarantee was probably among the highest in the NFL. Yeah, and I did see out there that the Browns did want him back. So, I don't think okay. it's totally like they just like this guy is like a joke or whatever. And mm-hmm. I did see it reported that they wanted him back. So maybe the Eagles gave him like a really maybe they're. It's possible. I don't know this. We'll check into this as the NFLPA makes the salaries available, the practice squad salaries or whatever. Um. Uh, it's possible they could be paying him you know, like a roster spot or, you know, at least a significantly more than the average practice squad player. Maybe that's how they got him. I don't know. That's all speculation. But that's well, that's there was a- the, the, the example way back in the day where like the Cowboys cut Danny Amendola yeah. and the Eagles made a hard run that's at him. It's so funny because that's exactly where my mind went to. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Danny and the, the Cowboys were able to steal him back before he joined the, uh, the Eagles. So maybe that there's a little tug of war going on between Marvin Wilson, between the Eagles and the Browns right now. Possibly, yeah. And then again, for those who don't know, it's the teams are allowed to play pay players on the practice squad like roster salaries. They yes. usually do like that. They for did that with Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, they really, really like. So uh, I'm interested to see that if they did that. They might be doing that with the Raven Clark, who they kept, because apparently, yep. according to Ian Rappaport, there were like other teams that kind of wanted him on their practice squad. I'm sure again, maybe the Colts were considering yeah. their, their familiarity with him and their their tackle situation. So that's that's always interesting to see, kind of. Shows you that they really like that player. Uh, any like big picture uh, roster thoughts that we didn't get to? Like, like I talked about how they went with young, and you put out their average age as you do every year. They're nineteenth, like they were last year. Nineteenth, yeah, They're no change from last younger. year. Last year they were twenty. They, their average age was twenty six years old. This year it was twenty five point nine. <laughs> and people were asking me like, how is that possible? Like, cons- like why didn't it drop considerably more? Considering they kept well, um, eight of their nine rookies. And they got rid of Jason Peters and a few other people. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, they did that. But they also signed, you know, four veterans yeah. uh, to one-year deals and free agency Harris. in Flacco, uh, Kerrigan, Harris, Kerrigan. and uh, and uh, Steven Nelson. So, um, yeah, I mean, like – and then everyone else. Of course, there's a balance between every, every player on the roster – uh, getting a year older from one year to, to the next. And then, you know, how many of your older vets are you replacing with uh, rookies or other younger players? And then of course, uh, like I just mentioned, who you, who you bring in in free agency is going to affect that final number too. But uh, the funny thing that I found about um, that exercise was for all the problems that the Houston Texans have and just how like yeah. much, like how disastrous that franchise is right now. They're also the second oldest team in the NFL, mm, which is just hilarious to me that they're that bad. Like they're, they're so bad off right now. And Oh, by the way, the other thing I'll mention too is, um, you know, we, we, we talked, uh, just sort of like, um, casually a few reporters just ran into Joe Douglas, uh, after one of the joint practices with the jets and, um, you know, just, you got it. Like we asked, uh, you know, what do you think of your roster? And, um, the, it was funny. Cause like he said, like what he said in return was we're young. So like, he was like, he, you he's know, not he, wrong. He, and he's not the wrong. They're, they're the youngest team in the NFL. So I thought that was funny that that was his answer. Um, but, you know, he gave that answer because he wasn't going to like blow smoke up our asses about like, you know, huh. we're going to be good this year or whatever. But his answer was we're young. But he also and he's right to say we're going to surprise people. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, he didn't go there. He just said we're young. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, so that's your final thoughts, Jimmy. Yeah, let's go with that. And uh, yeah. So uh, again, uh, if anyone was affected by the hurricane in any way that, you know, any of our listeners down in Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, et cetera, uh, if there's anything we can do, reach out, let us know. The hurricane is actually, I'm looking out the window right now. It's like almost here. It's like, it's going to, it's going to go right through the Philly area. Uh, the Eagles actually had a uh, practice in the bubble today in anticipation of this thing hitting. It's going to be like super rainy here uh, over the next, uh, you know, tonight and then overnight. So um, anyway, uh, went a little too far with that. But again, anyone out there affected by that, let us know if we can do anything. Uh, I echo those sentiments entirely. Uh, my final thought, Jimmy, is this is a totally out there thing, but I'm going to be on a Avatar rewatch podcast, not the movie, the children's TV show. Nickelodeon is probably, this might be beyond you, Jimmy, but it's a really good TV series. I think adults would actually like it too. I kind of like give a big 
uh comeback like during quarantine like a lot of people were watching it on netflix because like oh like because they, d- they never got to it and then they had the time and they're like oh this is a really good show i actually watched it back when it was live but i'm gonna be doing that it's on a, a podcast feed called um post show recaps which is affiliated with rob has a podcast which covers survivor which is another guilty pleasure of mine so i'll be doing that this weekend it's not episode isn't out yet but i just kind of wanted to give y'all a heads up about it i will link to it on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at Brandon Gowton. Once it is live, if you want to listen to that, if you have any interest in Avatar, so kind of it's it's fun for me because I usually am podcasting about the Eagles, Jimmy, or sometimes even the Sixers, whatever sports. But this is like TV, so I'm getting I'm totally they invited me to be on, and I'm excited to uh, to, to to do this to do something entirely different. I hope I do okay because I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, in if terms you of wanted, to, if you could TV. do like a podcast on some other topic yeah. other than like the Eagles. What would it be? And then sports in general, what would it be? I mean, there's an easy answer for me, but like, I almost don't want to say it. I almost don't like believe it because then it would be work for me. I never want to make this work for me, but it's food, obviously. You know, I love food. <laughs> right. Like, but yeah, the, I don't want answer. work. I don't want food to become work. I just, I can't do that. I, <laughs> I want to just love it. And I don't want to have to think about it like critically. I just want to enjoy it. I just, that's all I want to do. That's true because like, I like loved. I mean, not that I don't love still watching football, but like, like that was like the highlight of my week was, you know, watching games on Sunday uh-huh. and I don't think it's enjoy it anymore. It sucks. <laughs> like, wow. I'm not complaining you because. Jaded old man. <laughs> no, a- I mean, I, no, no, no. What I mean is I don't like, I don't get to do it anymore. Oh, like yeah. my favorite thing was like, you know, ordering, just for fun. Yeah. Ordering a crap ton of food, having it delivered. You know, I have like my setup going like three different TVs, direct TV working, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it, I don't get to do that. I get to do that like on the bye week and that's it. It's very much a rich man's problems. And just in terms of <laughs> yes. uh, like, you know, obviously a lot of people would take this deal. I would take this deal. I wouldn't trade it. But it is a downside. If you're if you're making a list of pros and cons, it's on the con. <laughs> yes. there are, uh, trust me, there, there are many pros and those outweigh the cons. But if you're making the list of both sides, yes. that goes in the con uh, column. So I totally agree there. Uh, all right. We'll wrap this up. Jimmy, uh, you can follow on Twitter at Jimmy Kemsky. You already plugged my Twitter handle. I'm at Brandon Gowton, both on Twitter and Instagram. And also, why not check me out on Cameo? Because it's fun. Uh, you can check out Bleeding Green Nation on Twitter at Bleeding Green, BGN Radio on Twitter at BGN underscore radio. Check out our sponsors. That is Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, RighteousFelon.com, discount code BGN15 for 15% off some snacks. The season is starting. You need some snacks to get you through this season. So go get some there. Check out Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors by going to roachrealtors.com or calling 856-906-9295. And that big BGN radio announcement that I've been teasing for a little bit is coming out very, very soon. So That'll be here, I believe, Thursday at the very latest. We're recording this on Wednesday, so it'll be out tomorrow at the very latest. So that's exciting. Actually, it might be coming out tonight. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned to the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed by rating, reviewing, subscribing, all that good stuff. And again, you leave a question, we'll answer it like we did at the top of the show. And yeah, so those are all the plugs. We will be back in the near future here. Goodbye, everybody. P-G-N. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.